Welcome to the Goshen News Sports Podcast. I'm sports editor Greg Keim. With me is sports reporter Austin Huff. And of course, as usual, our illustrious and well-known sports aficionado, Sheila Selman, our producer, is here with us. Yes, but, and you know, I noticed last week she actually put cricket noises into the point parts of the podcast where we tried to ask her sports-related questions. <laughs> Um, so that was exciting. So that we, was. We, uh, that's a nice touch. It'll be on the quiz, of course, later. Of course. So, yeah. And Austin, we have a guest in the studio today. We have Goshen High School senior Ben Wingard, who recently announced his decision to go to Trine University to play football. Yes, he is. Welcome to the podcast, Ben. Yeah, uh, welcome. Thank you guys for having me. Um, I'm excited to be here. Excited to do this podcast. Yeah, well, no pressure. We have the best pod- sports podcast in Goshen going, so you have to live up to that legacy. So, <laughs> all right, I'll do my best. <laughs> you are Ben. You're the third. You're the fourth Goshen football player mm-hmm. in the last two years to sign with Trine. You're joining uh, Zach Swallow and Wesley Van Hoosier from this past fall's team, and Brandon Chavez from the 2018 team. What do you think there is that the attraction or is going on between Goshen High School and Trine University? Well, uh, originally I wasn't, uh, I knew, uh, Zach Swallow. He was, he wanted to go to Trine. Uh, and then when Brandon went, uh, we got to go, uh, go to their dorm and talk, like talk to, uh, Brandon about like campus life and stuff like that. And then Zach loved it. He was sold. He knew he wanted to go right away. And then Wes and I, as we were going through the recruiting process after we like visited and stuff, we slowly like started like coming around. I, I think it's just like coach abs. He's awesome. He's a, like, he's a great guy. And then the rest of the coaching staff is really awesome too. And they got really nice facilities and stuff like that. And the the campus is just really nice as well. So it's just kind of, I guess we all just have like that same like shared interest in uh, everything that Trine has to offer. Is, mm-hmm. is there like some great dining hall food on there? The food <laughs> is really good at Trine. I think it's got to be great. something, right? The food, is there a restaurant in Angola I wasn't aware of that I got to, you know, visit? Like, I mean, there's like, um, they just, there's like, uh, I mean, sports is like a huge focus at Trine. Uh, they just uh, a few years ago uh, built a brand new like arena for their basketball teams. And uh, it's awesome in there. And, you know, I like, not like not just football, I love, like, watching all sports. And they have hockey teams, basketball, uh, baseball, softball. Uh, they have some really good sports teams there. So I get to go and watch other really good sports teams as well, and that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, obviously you, you mentioned that uh, in your story that Greg talked to you about a couple weeks ago, you wanted to do kind of what we're doing here, mm-hmm. a little sports journalism, podcasting, and things like that. Uh, what attracts you to this job? Uh, I just, I mean, I enjoy uh, uh, writing and stuff like that. So like, and of course, you know, I love sports and, you know, talking about sports, that's like one of my favorite things to do, just like discussing stuff like this. So, I mean, uh, just felt, just felt right. So uh, this is just, I don't really know when it like clicked, but all of a sudden I just realized like, this is definitely something that I want to do and like pursue in college. So. Well, this is yeah. a place for you to get all your hot takes out, Ben. So yeah. Oh yeah. Feel free to. <laughs> That's why I thought it would be a good good chance for you to get in here and get on our podcast and see what it's really like. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've done any podcasts before or anything like that, but you are officially our third guest total. We had Steve Craw on back in February to talk about wrestling, and yeah. former Concord boys basketball coach Jim Hahn came on the podcast in March. Obviously, we. You know, Jim Han, like the week after his episode aired, the next week was a virus hit, so we haven't really been able to bring anyone else in. Mm-hmm. You know, we were recording a podcast on Zoom for two months, so it's, oh my, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had, the first week was a was a blast. Sheila can attest to that. So, <laughs> but once we figured it out, we figured it out. So, yeah. like that's good. So, but we're glad to have you, Ben, and uh, feel free to interject on any sure. of the talking points. I'm, we got a lot to talk about because sports are trying to come back. <laughs> yeah. So. And but some sports are coming back. So before we get to that, what what are your 
your hopes, your expectations for your career up at Trine? Do you feel like you could go in and make an immediate impact up there, or? Well, um, I don't know if I uh, if I'll make an immediate impact. I know I have to like work. Uh, there's a ton of talented uh, like talented players going to Trine. There's uh, so many good players in my class, and they have already have some really good players uh, on the roster. So I know I'm definitely gonna have to earn my spot uh, on the varsity roster. But uh, you know, I'm hoping to just get in there, uh, like make. Uh, like an impact on like the scout team uh, and then hopefully work my way up and start playing some varsity. Uh, I know coach abs is not afraid to play underclassmen. He had a lot of freshmen starting uh, last year. So, you know, who knows? I just gotta, just gotta keep working and uh, see where it takes me. So, and like coach Scott mentioned during our zoom podcast mm-hmm. for your interview here, you never know what this could lead to mm-hmm. because he was broadcasting Wallace football games mm-hmm. When he first got out of college, and he was he kept criticizing the coach, <laughs> and the coach finally called him in one day, and you know to talk to him about all the criticism on air, and after they got done talking, then he offered Chris a job as a coach. <laughs> I just think that's I think that's so funny how that how that ended up happening. I just I think it's hilarious. So the chances are either Ben or I or maybe you, Greg, could become a football coach. I guess if we got it, we just have to criticize someone enough. Yeah, you know, on the <laughs> there, podcast, there who, we, we'll make a list and we'll we'll just start seeing where I want to, you know, go from there. Yeah. So <laughs> that works for me. So how uh, how do you feel playing for Coach Park and the rest of the coaches out here at Goshen has prepared you to play at the next level? Uh, I mean, uh, definitely, uh, they like instilled in me like a like a work ethic. Like uh, since uh, I mean, they've been here since I was in sixth or seventh grade, I think. So like I've had them for all of high school, and they've just uh, you know they made sure that the best players that they thought they had, like that they felt were available, they played them. So, you know, we'd have some guys going special teams, offense, defense, and until you could prove that you could outplay them on one side of the ball, uh, you just had to keep working. So definitely like my work ethic, I think. And then uh, just uh, being like a, like a good person, you know, they've uh, like four years, they've uh, definitely taught me how to be like a, you know, be polite and stuff like that. They've like Mm -hmm. shown me that, like the different life lessons I've learned from football, that's definitely uh, a huge thing that I've learned from the coaching staff at Goshen. Yeah, I think feel you know people from the outside see you know win loss wins and losses and think that's it, all that matters. But obviously, you mentioned mm-hmm. learning life lessons and how to be you know a better person. That's probably some mm-hmm. of the bigger things. You you'd rather win at life than win a football game. Mm-hmm. You know, so right. so yeah, I, it's pretty cool that you had that a great experience mm-hmm. over there at Goshen. So and, and you are officially now a graduate, right? Uh, oh the most goodness. interesting graduation. <laughs> Of all time, maybe, probably. <laughs> I can't think of a weirder one. So. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, not something I'll forget. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. I'm just I'm just happy that you know I uh, have you know I know I'm going to school and stuff, and I got to. F- I mean, at least it didn't happen like halfway through like high school. It's uh, I guess I'd rather it happen now before I'm going back again for another year. You know, it's just uh, I don't know. It's interesting. It's crazy. Uh, I don't know. This is just like it's insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How uh how did the whole shutdown affect you getting ready for college? I mean, how did how did it affect your training to get ready to play football this fall and Well, uh when it when the uh, when the like when we closed down school and stuff, I was in track season, so I wasn't even really like I knew I was probably going to end up playing football, but I was more focused on track and now it's just been like I haven't really been able to get a bunch of like weightlifting in since like a lot of the gyms are closed and stuff, but uh, recently, I've been able to get in lift weights, and of course, I could go outside uh, to the high school field and do like uh, sprints and stuff like that. So, uh, it's definitely made it harder, but uh, there's ways to get around it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> this is a part of, I think, the whole plan of the everyone right now trying to get back and just trying to, you know, we the state moved into phase four this past weekend of the reopen. So, you know, hopefully everything, you know, uh, gets better and we can maybe get back and have a fall sports season and people can play football. I think, I think football is the biggest sport, and we've talked about this on the podcast, you know, about safety and, you know, the linemen are literally inches away from each other, you know, you know, yelling and spitting and all that stuff on each other. So that, that's going to be the one sport I feel like that's going to be the hardest to bring back fully. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're going to see, I guess, you know. And Quit grimacing on the spit on you, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying, it's a sport that is not uh, – you, you are very close to each other, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people, oh, a lot of the time. So mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that one comes back and tries to be healthy yeah. and – things like that so mm-hmm. Ben, have you heard anything about a schedule for reporting to trying or yeah so our football schedule uh hasn't changed uh our first day of like our report day for football is uh august 11th just like as the same was before but what changed was originally we were going to be at we were going to have practice before school started i think school was supposed to start the 24th but now the start of school got moved up to the 8th so we'll actually be mm. in school before we have practice so It'll be it'll be weird because we won't be able to have like our two a day practices and stuff like that since we'll have uh, we might have like classes and stuff like that. So, but right now I think every like the whole schedule is still uh, the same. Uh, I think they want to try and keep it the same as much as they can until uh, they have to change it. You're seeing all the I think you're seeing every college deal with that with the high because the classes schedule change. I know that mm. uh, last week on the Zoom call, Brian Kelly, another name you know football coach, talked about that a little bit. How like you know now. When instead of they're going to be starting training camp basically when classes start, which is weird because like they'll still have a month of workouts before that in theory, you know, if everything mm. goes according to plan. But uh, but they're you know they usually are able to have fall camp with no worrying about classes at least mm. for a couple of weeks. So now they're going to have to worry about classes and fall camp at the same time, which right. is what you're going to have to go through mm. now here too, which is kind of crazy. So like it's going to be a weird balancing act, a lot of adjusting for coaches and things like that this year for sure. So. Yeah, I think one of the advantages, uh, since uh, Division three schools can't have, like, players on campus during, like, the summer, uh, we, uh, the coaches already have, like, workouts set up that they send to all of us that we have to do on our own. So, I mean, they already have been doing that. Uh, so, this was not really a change. So, I still have my workouts just, like, the same as it would have been if mm-hmm. uh, there wasn't, like, a shutdown or anything like that. So, it's not, like, a huge break in routine for the uh, coaching staff, uh, but trying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just saw a story on the AP Wire this afternoon that Kentucky is moving the date of their first football game so it does not conflict with the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> <laughs> That's a crazy. It's a, you, it's funny you don't even think about those things, right? Like, yeah. Kentucky Derby never worry, is worrying about no. you know, worried about that. Fifteen years ago when they were making out the football schedule for the year 2020 in <laughs> Kentucky, they did think, well, what if the what if the Kentucky Derby gets postponed? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because the Kentucky Derby, I believe, is going to be the third leg of the Triple Crown this year. The first yes. one, the first one is this Saturday. The Belmont is still running this Saturday with no fans, which is kind of crazy to think yeah. about. The Belmont Stakes is the longest race. It's supposed to be the last one to determine, like you know, who's the best, you know, endurance horse, for lack of a better term. And um, now it's going to kick off the Triple Crown, which I think is really interesting. So, yeah. saw the betting lines. Betting lines came out today. So. If you want to legally bet on the uh, Belmont Stakes, you can in this state. So I'm just saying it's there. I think uh, someone was six to five, like heavy favorite. I forgot his name. I'll have to look it up. So, yeah. but anyway. Okay. 
Anyway. Enough gambling talk for the day. We'll yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sheila's e- eager to call her bookie, so. <laughs> so. Something uh, along something the lines Ben mentioned there about a coach caring for his players. Mm-hmm. I'm working on a story for tomorrow's paper about Mike Lightfoot, the former Bethel College men's basketball coach, who is being inducted into the Small College Basketball Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. He's going into the 2020 class. It's pretty good. And he said that he's been holding Zoom meetings with his players, mm-hmm. his past players, while he, while the, during the shutdown here. And he's been talking to those players, calling them together as a team, getting them together. And he said, it's really nice to see the people face-to-face once again. But he said, we're not talking about national championship wins because he, he – Mike won seven national titles in his career at Bethel, three NAI championships and four NCAA championships. Mm-hmm. He said, we don't talk about games like that. We're not talking about conference championship games. The guys are talking about things we did on road trips. He said, missionary trips that we took. Yeah, I just talked to uh, Brian Bechtel a little bit ago, uh, Goshen High School, one of the assistant principals who played for Mike at Bethel, coached basketball at Goshen High School and he said Mike took a took them on a winter trip every year mm-hmm. said he wouldn't have had to do that he said we were off we weren't playing games he said he easily could have spent the time home with his young with his kids his own kids instead he took the time to get together organize a trip like this he took us to the Dominican Republican Dominican Republic to do missionary work he said those are the kids those are the things that you remember Mm-hmm. about this guy not the fact that he won seven national championships not the fact that he won 794 games in his career my god <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> you know winning is what's a very good successful coaching career and maybe you know part of the you know off the court things led probably to on court success helped help build that team teamwork and that camaraderie build that team unity yeah mm-hmm. and leads to on field success on court success i mean seven national titles almost 800 wins that's nothing nothing to sneeze at there so no well, you know, when you, that's a pretty big number when you look at the fact that John Wooden won 10 mm-hmm. in his career at UCLA, which is the most by anybody. Right. Mike Krzyzewski, the Duke coach right now, has five in his career. Yeah. It is kind of crazy because, so. like, Duke obviously has been in a, a very consistent, great program forever, and uh, at least under Krzyzewski. But it is kind of crazy, like, that kind of shows how, like, a, you know, variable tournaments can be, like the NCAA Blade tournament where he's only won five championships, you know, which is kind of crazy. You would think he'd won more than that, but five is still a lot, you know, mm. in 40 years, like, you know, so I'll take five. I wish Missouri had won five championships in anything, so. <laughs> well, now you're dreaming. Yeah, I, I, I literally, I do dream about that. Yes, I do dream of a Missouri <laughs> national championship in any sport, so. Yeah. That'd be great, so. And another thing that shows you what kind of a person Mike is, I told, I asked him, he said, you know, when he got the call from the, the committee telling him that he was being selected and going into the 2020 class, he said the first thing he thought was, do they have the right person? <laughs> I he mean, said, can, and can you repeat that, please, for me? His last name isn't Yoder. I mean, he, no. you know, they could have called no. the wrong Yoder, which happens a lot. So. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a high, high honor, obviously, and uh, – Ben, do you have any coaches that kind of remind you of like that? Or I mean, I think like 
really like all the coaches at uh, Goshen. I mean, like uh, we had like, we'd have like trips, like we'd have like three day camps at like uh, this past year we went to Grand Valley and then we had a one day camp down at Purdue. And even though like we were going there for football, they still like, uh, we had time, like we like goof off between practices, joke around with the coaches. Um, during, at the end of our summer workouts, uh, we always have, we have like four teams or accountability teams that, and you get points for like showing up to practice, like holding your teammates accountable. And the winning team, the coaches, and the uh, like, the core parents that like help organize everything, uh, they uh, make a steak dinner for the uh, for the winning team, which is awesome. And we just do like the we go paintballing every year uh, with the team. Uh, that's always a ton of fun too. So I mean, the coaches, like all the coaches, like uh, when it's like when it comes to practice, they're like down uh, down to business. But then like uh, after practice, before practice, we're like joking around with them. So that's definitely something that I'll that I'll remember. Even like you know, people will like ask me like if I'm disappointed with you know not always having like the best record or anything like that but I mean I'm not really going to remember that in like 20 years it's definitely just going to be the stuff that I do with my teammates and my coaches I'm going to remember so yeah I think that's I think that's really important probably the most important thing for a uh, for a coach and a coaching staff to be able to do yeah. Yeah. I think more people need to realize that that sports especially at the high school level are more about winning than losing Right. It, that's not the big thing. I mm. mean, yeah, winning's nice and everything, and it makes the ha- fans happy and everything. But it's more about the fact what the coaches can teach you about life lessons that'll carry on into the rest mm. of your life. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, uh, and like you know, like right, like of course uh, it sucks to not be winning a bunch of games. Like no one wants to lose games, but um, I mean, there's definitely like some like some high points that I won't remember that come from like football games, like. Uh, my sophomore year when we played Elkhart Central in the uh, in the postseason when we beat them when we uh, ran a two point conversion a trick play I like that of course that's something that I'm always gonna remember but uh, it's just stuff like you know having fun with my teammates in like uh, like a dorm at like Grand Valley mm-hmm. uh, after like after like a long day of practice that's just the stuff that I'm gonna remember um, so yeah and you know I mean I'll remember playing like the the tough games but that's not that's not really what's important to me I think just yeah. remembering like having fun with my teammates and stuff like that, the guys that I grew up with is definitely more important. Mm-hmm. Well, we kind of, I'm going to try to make a transition here from Bethel to Goshen College. So it's Crossroads League and yeah. the, U- the U.S. 20 series. They have the, the U.S. 20 Cup now. So, uh, and Goshen College made, had an announcement this past Friday. I'm calling it the permanent interim team uh, for their <laughs> leadership. They're going to be two, the two interims for this up year, upcoming year for athletic director and associate athletic director. Uh, Erica, Erica Alberton will be the AD, and Rustin Nice will be the associate athletic director. Uh, Erica's been the associate AD for the last two years, and they had trainer there for the last four. And Nice coaches the men's, cross, men's and women's cross country and men's and women's track teams at Goshen College. And They've been the interim leadership team the last couple months um, be, after the uh, after they let go of Harold Watson, who was the former athletic director there for about 18 months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so now they will be the full-time interims for this year, with, and the college hopes to hire new full-time, actual full-time replacements for, July, for the 2021-22 school year. Yeah. So uh, this seems like a smart choice, I think, just because – you know, with the way the world is right now, I'm sure their interviewing process for a permanent person was limited in some regard. You know, you can't really fly anyone in to see campus. You know, they don't want they don't want to you know risk that and anything like that. So, 
you know, and I've talked to Erica and Rustin a couple times. They, they're good people. And uh, Erica actually had a kid in April. So her like last couple months has been pretty <laughs> wild. <laughs> she went from just being like the trainer to, you know, interim AD to a child going on paternity leave back to being, you know, the interim leadership team. Now she's going to get a chance to run the athletic department officially in the official AD title. So uh, she seems to be taking it in stride. She was laughing a lot on the interview with me a couple on Monday. So she seems okay with it. So, you know, they're, like I said, good people. And um, it's going to be interesting. You know, I wonder maybe one of them does well enough and they get promoted. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So just want to get that in there. They're good people. Give them a shout out, you know. So, yeah. and uh, hopefully Goshen College can turn it around. Hopefully we can get some athletics to be played. Uh, they condensed the schedule already. The NAIA announced condensed schedules for all the sports this spring or this fall. Yeah. So soccer's playing a couple less games, and I think cross country has like one or two less meets. And uh, Goshen College is welcoming back athletes on August 7th, and practices will begin August 15th. So with the hopes of playing their first games Labor Day weekend. Seems like everyone's kind of concentrating on that. September 5th, September 6th, Labor Day weekend, like college football, like college sports in general might be back by then. So baseball probably won't be back because the MLB doesn't want to play apparently this year. So yeah, I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be interesting. Like, you know, we've said that a hundred times, but. I I actually read a story yesterday that said there are six to eight major league baseball owner team owners that don't want to play a season. Yeah. And I think if eight vote, if eight vote, no, there's no season. Yeah. Like, it needs to be 8 of 30. It needs uh, to be a certain percentage, and <laughs> they probably can't get it without those people. Ben, are you a baseball fan? Uh, I am. Uh, Cubs fan. That's good. Of course. Mm-hmm. You're okay. You're okay with us now. <laughs> yeah. So, but, what, uh, yeah. How do you think this is going to impact the fans on baseball if they don't have a season this year? I mean, it's – I saw – I mean, I saw ESPN's been uh, airing uh, KBO games, uh, Korean baseball games, which is – I watched a little bit of that, and that's fun to watch. I think uh, you know I'm not really sure. I feel like a lot of the other fans, like there'll be other sports on. Hopefully, the NBA will be back, and then college football. Yeah. I mean, uh, it kind of sucks that the the MLB might not come back, but I mean, I feel bad for like the players because I know a bunch of the players want to get back and play like any way they can. It kind of sucks that they they don't know if they're gonna have a season this year. Yeah. Yeah, you've seen that on social media the last couple of days. A lot of players are just they're putting it on Twitter. Just tell us when and where. Mm. Just tell us when and where. We'll we'll show up and play. Uh, it, yeah. it seems like the owners and, and commissioner Rob Manfred are like, eh, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just kind of frustrating. As a you know, baseball is one of my favorite sports. It was the first sport I remember watching as a kid, and I, it's just kind of frustrating, mm. you know, as a baseball it fan. Is. It's like mm. you know, I, and you know, there's some drama that could be there with like a 50 game season or a 60 game season where literally every game's going to matter, you know, mm. like more than mm. it has ever. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's going to be, it would be really sad if they didn't even try, mm. you know, it's just, and it's not a great PR look, I think either, because mm. the NBA has got no. a plan. Yeah, yeah, the NHL has yeah. got a plan to come back. The NFL college sports have a plan to come back and the MLB is, you know, fighting over pennies, mm. you know, right mm. now it's yeah. just really frustrating. Yeah. So. It's really frustrating for a person of my age because I grew up when baseball was the national pastime. Mm. That was the sport. Mm. You know, football, NBA, they were they were there around, but mm. baseball was the big thing. Mm. I definitely think like uh, for like diehard like baseball fans who aren't really like fans of any other sport, that'd definitely be frustrating because you see like all these other sports coming back, and the MLB isn't really just they're just kind of sitting there not really doing anything. So I think that'd definitely be 
frustrating for the fans. Yeah. Yeah. One of the cool things for me has been going back and watching some of the old World Series games mm-hmm. on MLB Network. Mm-hmm. I, I watched a game the other day from the 1966 oh World my. Series between the, the uh, Dodgers and the Twins, and Sandy Koufax was pitching for the Los <laughs> Angeles Dodgers. I just saw a game. I don't. Uh, it was the Mariners uh, with Ken Griffey Jr. playing the Yankees, I think, in the ALDS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what year it was, but I, I watched that. I mean... I just like watching like older games like that, especially baseball. Not so much for like basketball and football, but like old baseball games. I just think it's so like so much yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty great game. That was the, the uh, Edgar Martinez, I think, at the mm-hmm. walk off double, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And Ken Griffey scored, and you yeah. know it's crazy looking at that Mariners team, and it's like Randy Johnson, Edgar Martinez, Ken it's Griffey crazy. Jr., Young A Rod. Like, how, yeah. did, how did they not win? How a did World they Series? not win? Yeah, right. I mean, you have four of the all-time greats in their primes on the same roster and you know they didn't they didn't ever never even made the world series which is crazy mm. you know it's just yeah. baseball's a funny game like that sometimes you yeah know? i just like i mean like that team had like what like like four players that you could are like in the conversation for the greatest ever at their position yeah i mean like I ken mean, griffey edgar martinez if not for uh 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 shoot i'm drawing a blank right now he's might be one of the best uh designated hitters yeah. ever i mean it's just crazy yeah, yeah. A-Rod's one of the best shortstops and third basemen ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's kind of fun to look, you know, it's pretty insane to see that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, well, you know, we, we kind of hit on the MLB there, but and the NBA has their plans put in place, and they actually released, like, a big list of, like, different rules for their return to Orlando on July 31st. I uh, thought some of them were kind of funny. Like, guys could play ping pong or, like, they can play beer pong or something together, but they can't use like they can only use one ping pong ball. Like they can't share more than one ping pong ball. If they play with uh, play cards, it has to be a new deck of cards every time, so that way they're not touching old cards. Um, they put the teams in different resorts based on their winning percentage. So, like the good teams are staying in nice the nicer resorts on campus at Disney in Orlando. Um, I thought it was pretty funny to like look at it, all these different things yeah. that they have mm-hmm. to. It's like these are things you don't even think about, like deck of cards. You know yeah. what I mean? Players' yeah. lounge, like. So, uh, I thought that was funny, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sheila started yawning on us. Austin. I don't know what's going on? Come on, you're not excited about talking about deck of, decks of cards? Come on, Sheila. <laughs> Come on, bring it. This is exciting stuff, man. Um, <laughs> well, at least you know they're not, they're not thinking only about money because you would think. If they were thinking about money, they'd put the better teams in the cheaper hotels because you figure they're going to stay there longer. <laughs> right, right. They're going to save <laughs> Instead, money. Instead, they're putting them up in the best hotels. Right, right. LeBron's going to have like a king-sized bed, you know, because the Lakers <laughs> are the number one seed in the West, while Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers are like the 12 seed. He's going to be sleeping in a twin, you know? <laughs> it's good. So... Ben, you got a uh, NBA team. Don't please don't say the Bulls because they're sad. They're so well, sad. <laughs> like I like watching like the NBA and like the highlights. I don't. I mean, I follow the NBA, but I don't really have like a, like a one team I follow. Uh, I mean, I just kind of watch the NBA. Like I'll watch like the finals and stuff. It's just for some reason I just can't get behind the NBA like I can college basketball. Like I mean, I love watching basketball in the NBA, but it's just not the same as college basketball. So I don't really have like one specific team. But mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, I just like watching good players play basketball. It's just fun, uh, fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, I don't want to pull the age card on me right here <laughs> because I will. Um, and I know you know Ben's eighteen, right? Mm, I'm twenty five, yeah. so I can pull the old card on him. <laughs> oh, so but no, I, I, I okay, I, Grandpa. I got, thank you. I'm gonna get my walker actually after this. So, but no, I, I think it's kind of funny because I asked I asked someone once about 
like who like someone your age like who's mm. your favorite NBA team team keyword and he said like Steph Curry was his favorite and I'm like that doesn't that wasn't what I asked but okay <laughs> and I think it kind of goes to what he talked about though like I feel like basketball's kind of turning towards more you you cheer for players and mm. stars mm. like it's definitely a more star driven league where like even when I was growing up not to again pull the old card um but you know it was like oh I cheer for the Bulls because I'm from Chicago mm. land and I want to cheer for the Bulls mm. and no matter what, like, I've never, you know, deterred from that, where, like, I feel like a lot of people now, like, my younger brother, he's your age, mm-hmm. loved Kobe Bryant growing up, so he's a Lakers fan, mm-hmm. you know, so I think it's just interesting how, like, that's kind of shifted, you know, yeah. I think. I Greg, think, what well, about you? <laughs> well, I was, I was, uh, it was hard to figure out for me why somebody living in Goshen, Indiana would want to cheer for the New York Yankees mm-hmm. or the Los Angeles Lakers Somebody like that. I want to go. I want to cheer for a team that I have a chance to go see and mm. play maybe yeah, in yeah. person. Right. So, yeah, that's why I'm a Bears mm. fan. That's why I'm a Cubs fan. Mm. And yeah, I yeah. got I got born into it. So unfortunately, <laughs> that also played a factor. My dad wasn't going to let me cheer for anyone else. Yeah. He gave up after me though, so he didn't care about <laughs> the two brothers and their sports fandom. So. so I remember Sheila will remember this person. We had we had a lady that used to work here by the name of Tara Lane. <laughs> and when the Bears and the Colts met in the Super Bowl of, back in what was it, 07? Yeah, the 06 07 mm-hmm. season, yeah. She asked me, she said, How can you be from Indiana and not cheer for the Indianapolis Colts? And that I told was, her, I said, You got to remember, when I was a kid growing up, forming my allegiances to sports mm-hmm. teams, the, the Colts were in Baltimore. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bears, you know, back in the days before cable TV and national network contracts, the Bears were the only team we saw on Sundays most of the time. Mm hmm. So that's how I became a Bears mm-hmm. fan. Yeah, right. like uh, my dad's from uh, over by Valparaiso, so he's like closer to Chicago. But uh, when like during that Super Bowl, I remember uh, even though we were we were Bears fans, we uh, wanted to see Peyton Manning win win a ring. So that was definitely, I mean, being like you know I like the Bears like my favorite team, but I mean watching like the Colts and watching Peyton Manning win a Super Bowl was definitely uh, even though I had to watch the Bears lose, it was. Yeah, at least I got to witness uh, Peyton Manning uh, get that first Super Bowl ring. So and we got thirty minutes in, man. I was so happy, and then you just you just ruined it there. It's okay, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll fix you. <laughs> we were going so well there, Ben. You were becoming my favorite co-host. So uh, yeah, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> my favorite guest. How about that? Yeah, we'll do there, guest. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, so I kind of also want to hit on a couple of local things uh, because. I've been out and about covering sporting events, guys. This is the greatest thing ever. This yeah. is awesome. Uh, I was at New Paris Speedway on Saturday. I've never been more happy in my life to be at the Speedway. I'm not a huge racing guy personally, so. Uh, but I was glad to see cars driving around in a circle, man, going <laughs> left. That was awesome. Uh, it was a great crowd. There was probably 50 cars deep the line when the gates opened at 3 o'clock for 6 o'clock racing. I mean, it was pretty impressive. Um, everyone stayed, tried to stay socially distanced, but... At that place, it was kind of hard because everyone wants to walk around and see each mm-hmm. other. and yeah. and uh, But they held it at 50% capacity. So I would say there was probably about 1,000 people there on Saturday night. You know, largest gathering, I think, in Elkhart County, like outside of a Walmart, you know, in the last <laughs> three months. So um, it was cool. It was, like, just great to be out and see yeah. people. It was like, mm-hmm. wow, this is what humans look like. That's great. Yeah. So mm-hmm. The thing I thought was funny about your story is the first guy in line Mm-hmm. was probably from one of the farthest away is from Chesterton. Yeah, he was from Chesterton. It was crazy. You know what's funny? So 
uh, he was the he's like he talked about he always comes to the, the night of destructions. It was a special type of event where they just you know ram cars into <laughs> each other for three or four hours. Um, but he mentioned yeah he they left from Chesterton and then the last car that so that line pretty much went ninety minutes like where like they had a ninety minute straight where they were taking people in where like there was no drag in the line. And the last car, I was actually standing near the owners when the last car came through, and those people said that they came from Illinois. They came from like three hours away oh to get to the track. Like that's like, and the woman was talking. She was like, "Yeah, when I first when I first saw that you guys announced that they were you were doing this, I I like stepped outside of work and bought my tickets like <laughs> right away. I bought them online. I said I told my coworkers I'll be right back, and she went outside and bought I tickets. I got something more important to do. I got I got to get my tickets right now. So that was really funny. I thought, and uh, yeah, yeah. The owner said it was like forty eight percent were like sold like pre sale, so they only had a handful left anyway. Like you could still walk up and buy mm. if you wanted to, but it was pretty much all sold out beforehand. So that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, that was it. Was just fun. It was just mm-hmm. fun to see, you know, that many people together again. Hopefully, you know, everyone stayed safe and things like that. So, and um, we can keep on doing it. That reminds me a little bit of the story I got when I did a story about Kyle Miller, the new golf pro down at Max Welton mm-hmm. in uh, Syracuse, when everything was pretty much shut down except the golf courses were still open. He actually told me he had people driving down from Michigan. They were driving yeah. all the way from Michigan to play golf in, in Syracuse. That's how anxious and uh, yeah. needy people were to get out and do something. Yeah, it's been pretty incredible hearing people. It's like Indiana in relation to like Michigan and Illinois has been opened a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, So you, it's kind of fun. Like my parents were coming to Indiana to get dinner or lunch with me because they just wanted to go out and sit in a restaurant. Like that's how de- mm-hmm. I got two free dinners out of it. I'm not complaining, but mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's been kind of fun to see people, uh, you know, do that. Ben, any family members make a extravagant journeys to see you guys? Uh, my uh, uh, my aunt, and uncle, uh, they live in uh, in Ohio, and uh, they said that um, the for a while, like if you left Ohio, like you weren't allowed to like leave Ohio, and people weren't allowed to come in, mm-hmm. uh, and they didn't they didn't know that, so they had been coming out here because my cousin uh, works at the Elkhart Hospital. So they'd be coming out here to visit her, and then, like, they'd, like, go back. Uh, like, they made sure that like, they were, like, staying safe and stuff. Like, they tried not to, like, go out too much. And they come to find out that, technically, they weren't even supposed to be leaving the state, which was uh, which was funny. So, um, but, I mean, I've, like, I've seen some family that, like, lives here. But other, th- other than that, we just try to kind of keep to ourselves for right now yeah. until, uh, until things die down a little bit. But who knows when that'll be, so. <laughs> yeah. We're hoping that it's sooner rather than later, of course, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, but it's been fun to be out at different events. And Goshen Little League starts on Saturday, oh, yep. 9 a.m., mm-hmm. first pitch. Right across from my house. I, I hear that, I hear oh, that yeah. every Saturday here in playing. <laughs> yep. Well, look for me out there on Saturday. <laughs> Wake up, look out the window. You might see me wearing a <laughs> – yeah, covering game scene. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, I know they've posted on Facebook a lot about some of their social guidelines. Mm. No, no sunflower seeds this year. Uh, no spitting sunflower seeds or chewing them, uh, anything like that. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see the social distancing measures. Like, mm-hmm. you know, some of the little, some of those fields of the little league are set up to where you could probably park your car and sit in your car and watch. Mm-hmm. You know, from just how some of the fields are set up. I wonder mm-hmm. if they're going to encourage parents to do that. Bring your own lawn chairs, maybe sit, you know, outside mm-hmm. your car or something. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of those fields are not like they're like close together like yeah. the like the four fields uh like around like the main building those are really close together yeah. so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do 
they're going to have concession stand open, the concession stand open. So that's another thing to monitor and keeping people six feet apart in line at the concession no stand. Man. And, you know, I'm sure cleaning the bathrooms will be a top priority too. And someone's going to be on bathroom duty probably the whole, the the whole, whole day. Time. The whole time. So those games are going to probably run all day. And it's going to be interesting. Like, By I, the way, that reminds me, Austin, the Little League called. They need your services Saturday. Really? For yeah. What? For what? Bathroom detail. <laughs> what? No. Come on. I got a press credential. I, I mean, I, I know I have all access to pretty much anywhere I want to be, but that's a little too much. You know, I don't want to be in the out there scrubbing toilets. No offense to the Goshen Little League toilets. So, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it should, be, it, it should be fun. I'm excited to go out and see uh, see more people. It's going to be good. I, I, yeah. I really am intrigued to see, like, you know, how they have the bleachers set up and things like that. Like mm-hmm. at the, the Speedway on Saturday, you couldn't sit in the picnic table area. They have like a, like a big area where there's picnic tables and like, you know, but they had they had it taped off at the Speedway so people could not congregate in that area, like concentrated area. So, it, yeah, I don't know how Little League will do it. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. And I'm intrigued to talk to some parents and see how they're feeling about their kids playing and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the organizers of the league and things like that. And um, But they're going to give it a go. I mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how it, how it goes, how it does go. And hopefully they can actually play their whole season and you know, hopefully it doesn't get stopped for any reasons. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Anything else for this week, Austin? I don't know. I don't think I have anything else I need to hit on. Ben, do you have any uh, hot takes you need to get out to the world before uh, we... <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't really have any hot takes. I don't know. I'm just excited for, like, uh, the Premier League's coming back, so I'm just excited to watch, like, some professional sports again. So, I mean... Yeah. I saw a lot of people tweeting about that this morning, about the Premier League, so mm-hmm. back and... People are excited. I, I can't get up that early, man. I'm, yeah, that's the one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the one downside. You were talking about Korean baseball earlier, and I'm like, I can't do that. Maybe I'll DVR it, but like, I can't. Get yeah, up those games run like three in the morning. I'm yeah. like, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you when you become an adult and have a job, and it's like really hard to oh, get yeah. up at three a.m. for mm. a baseball game. You well, I'll go to bed. I just stay up until three a.m. to watch the game. <laughs> awesome. Well, well, one last thing for me to close out, and on my sports trivia thing. Oh, here we go. On this date. <laughs> June 17th in 1970, mm. Willie Mays and Ernie Banks homered in the same game at Wrigley Field. Willie okay. Mays and Ernie Banks. Normally not an uncommon occurrence or anything strange about right. that, except it was the first time in Major League Baseball history that two guys who hit 500 or more home runs in their careers homered in the same game. That is actually really cool. That is actually a really cool fact. That's what I thought it was too. I thought it was worth sharing. Yeah, I know Sheila's been thinking Sheila? about that. <laughs> so I believe, off the top of my head, too, they hit a combined eleven hundred and seventy-two home insane. runs, something like six sixty and five twelve. Right? Who yeah. did the math? Anyone got the math? <laughs> Who's got a calculator? That's uh, crazy. Yeah, that's a, that's a fun fact too. Actually, that's a very fun fact. Yeah, so. it's crazy that baseball's been around for. Ever and that was like what the first time, probably like the only time that that's ever happened. I, it's I, the first time it's yeah. ever happened. I, I wonder if it's I'm, it's probably happened since. Did they then. both have five hundred at the time? I don't think they did, right? Or did they? Was that like was that part uh, of the part of the caveat of it? I don't I don't know. I can't. I don't think it so. probably would have been close. It would have been close with Ernie because he only hit five twelve, so he would have been. Yeah. He would have been close, but. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like even off the top of my head, I mean, unless there was a game with like. Uh, 
like Albert Pujols and like is no Miguel Cabrera gotten to 500? He hasn't gotten to 500. I don't think yet. so. No, I'm trying to even think of current guys. You know who would have done it? Pujols and Griffey Pujols, maybe yeah. in a game. You know that would yeah. could have been it. But that's a good fact. It's a fun good fact. fact. Fun fact. 26 years ago, also today was O.J. Simpson's uh, car chase. Down uh, on the Hollywood uh, Highway. <laughs> I saw. I saw the Ford is planning to release the next Bronco on OJ yes, Simpson. That just came to mind. <laughs> and the release date is OJ's birthday. Mm, yep. Yep. Know, now, I don't. I'm not sure about their marketing plans there. I think the something su- went astray. <laughs> the subtlety of that <laughs> is not apparent. So yeah. Awesome. All right. All right, folks. That'll wrap up another edition of our Sportscats. And Ben, thanks for coming in as a mm-hmm. guest today. We enjoyed having you. Yep, love being here. Thank you guys for having me. No problem. All right, tune in next week for another episode, folks. <laughs> <laughs>